Hello, friends. This is the Neatarts Friends Church podcast. We are Jesus people, kingdom of God people, welcoming, yearning, sharing. And we're glad you're connecting here with us. We'd love to connect in person as well. If you're inclined to support this podcast or for more information, just hop on over to neatartsfriends.org. That's neatartsfriends.org. Let's jump into today's sermon. Hi there. If you're tuning in for this introduction to the Faith and Doubt series, I have to say that there are parts of what we are doing today that really fit best in the gathered community. We shared the Lord's Supper together with one another, and so I will try to offer you that opportunity if you want to participate. Um, So if you want to pause the video or the podcast and get some bread and juice or wine, um, whatever works for you, I'd invite you to do that now so you have it on hand. The National Center for Earthquake Information reports that between 12,000 and 14,000 earthquakes of a magnitude of four or more happen every year. So that's 32 to 38 earthquakes per day. And earthquakes of a magnitude of just one happen like millions of times every day, constantly. So nearly everyone in their lifetime experiences some version of an earthquake. It isn't a question of if you will experience an earthquake, but when. How severe will it be? Uh, Will it wake you up and uh, shake you out of bed? Or will you just wake up and hear about it? Oh, there was an earthquake, didn't you know? How prepared will you be? What kind of damage will be done? Not only are the tectonic plates moving and seismic shifts happening all the time on this planet, your life is moving. Your life is shifting all the time. You encounter new experiences and new information and new problems and new questions and new perspectives and new situations. And people change. Circumstances change, relationships change, beliefs change, emotions change, and somewhere in there, your faith gets rocked. Part of living in this world with faith is having your faith rocked. It's not a question of if it's going to happen. It's only a question of when, what, where, why. Sometimes you can see a seismic shift in your life coming from a long ways off, and you kind of have some time to process and prepare. Other seismic shifts hit you completely flat-footed and at your most vulnerable. On the Richter scale of your faith, they register a magnitude of 8 or 9. They shake you to your core. And sometimes it isn't just one earthquake that happens in your life that rocks you. Sometimes it's like four or five small to medium different changes, but they all happen so close together on top of one another 
that they might as well be like a 12 on the Richter scale of your faith. <clears throat> what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do when your faith gets rocked? What are you supposed to do when your faith feels like a teetering Jenga tower and life keeps pulling out one more key support and another key support and then you get a little poke from the wrong direction and suddenly everything is falling. Well, more than a month ago, I presented you all with a question, everyone at Neatart's Friends Church. And that question was, what are some of the things that have rocked your faith the most? The things that have caused you to feel jaded, uncertain, skeptical, done. What is the hardest part about believing for you? And the Neatart's Friends Church family answered. You all answered honestly, vulnerably. And I want to thank you for that honesty. I'm going to share those answers with you. 95% of what I'm about to share appears exactly as you wrote it. Um, but because everyone was answering anonymously, in a few cases, I omitted some of the information or I zoomed out uh, on some of the details simply to make sure that I was allowing everyone to retain their anonymity. Um, I, you know, so if someone mentioned a specific name or a specific person or a specific town, I tried to zoom out a little bit. For some, this exercise could feel like swimming underwater, so I invite you not to hold your breath, uh, but breathe through it. God is present, even in our doubts. So, here are your answers. What are some of the things that have rocked your faith the most? Seeing the way people use Christianity as a way to hurt or exclude others, sometimes equating nationalism with being a Christian, for example. Watching students go through unthinkable experiences. Why is it possible for the most innocent to experience the most pain? Viewing inequities in our society, watching evil be glorified in the media, Experiencing the misuse of scripture by religious leaders and abuse of their power. I sometimes struggle to keep my connection as strong as I want it to be. Like, if my connection isn't strong, then I'm doing something wrong, or I'm forgetting something. My faith is a picture that's still developing. Grown children turning away from faith. Rejection of others. A loved one's marriage and life decisions. Lingering doubts about the role of the Bible in faith. Reconciling hell's reality, like what is that? And non-believing family and my own doubts. 
not having a good example of what faith is to be a strong Christian. I grew up in a family where faith felt fake. I never felt like I had a real faith, only knew how to be a surface Christian. Trusting someone so deeply with everything and being betrayed by them over and over, no matter the length or depth of reconciliation and forgiveness, to watch them choose their own hurtful desires, even while saying they want to do God's will. The length to which Christians will go to exclude, hate, judge, and not even listen in any way to what someone of opposing opinion thinks. Experiences with LGBT loved ones. The disregard of the poor, the needy, the helpless, in favor of keeping what is our own. Non-Christian friends being so good, and meanwhile Christian friends who are cruel and snide with each other. Belligerent, politically polarized Christians who are blind to ethics and reality in political, scientific, and medical controversy over the last few years. The posturing, hypocrisy, and self-righteousness of church members. Climate change. Political division. Some Christian stance towards LGBTQA people. As I've gotten older, it seems like faith and a relationship with Jesus aren't as cut and dry or as simple as what I was told when I was a child. Is faith simple or not? Wrestling with the Bible as a historical document from many sources with their own narratives and agendas versus the Bible is the written word of God. The failure of churches, denominations, and entire branches of the Christian faith. The yearly meeting split and collapse being an example. The shackling of Christianity to nationalism and militarism. God's role as creator alongside the existence of cancer, disease, viruses, bacteria, prions, radiation poisoning, brain-eating amoebas, bot flies, etc. What is it that shakes your faith? Christians again and again embracing hatred and ignorance as an emblem of their faith. Despite the promises of Jesus, Paul, Peter, etc., the kingdom of God doesn't seem any closer. Politics. Disillusion. Biblical contradictions. Hypocrisy. When my parents were back in my life, then just as they came back, they were gone. Trusting that things will, at some point, improve with time. What is it that rocks your faith? When I get told to, told or learn that science and faith don't always go hand in hand, and sometimes it's difficult to know which one is correct or which one to believe in. End times and revelation. Who's going to heaven? Especially when talking about different religions. What is it that rocks your faith? My loved one's death, without acknowledging faith after years of prayer for them. Am I really where I should be, doing what I should be doing? When I sought God, 
God gave me a resounding yes. The hardest part is saying that we're always doing God's will, but never knowing 100% if it's true. What is it that rocks your faith or has rocked your faith? I walked away from church as a young adult. I believe God was almighty and powerful, but I was afraid of God. I was certain God wanted nothing to do with me. Not being able to let go of some things. My health, being strong and having faith to fight health issues. What is it that has rocked your faith the most? Heart versus head actions. What does God really want from me? And how disappointed is God if I'm not a radical, give it all, risk my life in Africa kind of Christian? How real is my faith if I'm not preaching on street corners or giving everything to the homeless? Am I a fraud, a a weenie Christian? What is it that has rocked your faith? Disagreements between fellow Christians. Infighting. It is difficult to see folks who say they believe, believe different things. Perhaps much of this stems from the church filling in the blanks when issues are not directly addressed in the Bible. Emotional, mental health can be a source of doubt. Uncertain how the earth can maintain her balance and support humans. Skeptical that humans will change, stop taking and give back instead. What is it that has rocked your faith? Disagreement among Christians about what constitutes true Christianity. Being in the minority So few people in the world truly believe in Jesus. Our culture is very anti-Christian. So, are they wrong? Or am I? Wanting and thinking that life was going in one direction, and then realizing that the door for that was a hard close, being willing and feeling rejected because what I thought I could do didn't actually fit, and feeling like it doesn't make a difference. What is it that has rocked your faith? Science really gets me thinking about doubts. Infighting in the church. Waiting on God. Frustration. Humankind's harmful attitude and actions towards their Mother Earth. Lack of respect, connection, generosity, thankfulness. Falling into religion and not trusting in Christ enough to carry me. What the world may think being judged, having my opinion ignored or discounted. I have lows and valleys in my journey, but doubt in God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit? Do you have doubts about whether you have a mom or a dad? I don't. What is it that has rocked your faith? Christians who break fellowship over different readings and interpretations of scripture and ethics Might it be possible that the Holy Spirit guides different people differently? Questions about the Holy Spirit. When the church becomes an us-versus-them club, and being a part of the club implies that you're excluding other humans because they're making different choices than you, when, quote, Christians won't allow the Spirit to be the life-changing force in someone else's life, and instead they force others to believe or live the same as them, 
makes me want to remove myself from the entire faith thing. Not really, but kind of. Experiences in community. Experiences with teachers. Learning about white Christians. Historic participation in mistreatment of indigenous, Native American, black, immigrant, Latinx peoples shakes me. What can't be justified in the name of faith? Questions about the Torah. When Christians separate from or exclude other Christians over different interpretations and views, I feel like faith has turned into a human endeavor instead of the unity Jesus prayed for. Questions about genetics. Betrayal and deception from someone I trusted and was vulnerable with made everything else feel shaky and uncertain, including my faith. Am I worthy of a relationship with God? It's easy to feel that I don't deserve what God has for me. What is it that has shaken your faith? Marital strife and breaking up. Balancing intellect with intuition. Accepting the ambivalence of everyday life versus the absolute of God's creation. Seeing people who do not claim Christianity as the ones who are kind, accepting, loving, etc., and the people who do claim faith as judgy, mean, rude, or dumb. Just not feeling it. What is it that has shaken or rocked your faith? Losing connection to why it matters, faith, God. Trusting that God loves me enough to come through for me, and then when what I am asking for doesn't happen in my timeline, then my faith gets rocked. What is it that has shaken your faith? The Bible. When I look at the Bible as cautionary tales or lessons, I have more faith. But some of the stories are so outrageous, it's hard to believe that they're true. College probably ruined my faith for many years after studying the history of religion and realizing it was based on stories translated through many different people and generations, like a game of telephone. It could be misconstrued through different perceptions as well as controlled by those in power. What is it that has shaken your faith? Religion ruined my faith. The persecution or judgment of others in the name of religion seems very ungodlike to me. I don't think I ever doubted God was there. I just didn't want to be part of religion. I did go through a long period of being angry with God because I experienced a lot of loss and I was hurting tremendously. Waiting for years for an answer to prayer. Loneliness. What is it that has shaken your faith? When scriptures used to justify excluding people, to take from people, to hurt or harm people, part of me just wants to walk away from the entire thing. It makes me feel like we've strayed too far from loving God and neighbor. When my life feels void, of love. The sometimes, not always, silence of God. When Christians withhold real love for all types of people, 
When they separate, condemn, judge, and demand uniformity, like you have to believe what I believe. When they lose sight of in essentials unity, in non-essentials liberty, in all things charity. It rocks my faith. Failures of the church as a whole. I struggle with seeing godly people worry more about the outside appearance than substance inside. Frustration with questions being seen as the enemy rather than ways to grow and be better. Being treated as the problem when you find yourself struggling with your faith. Wow. Talk about vulnerability. Those are all the, the doubts that you all shared. Does hearing them all in one sitting feel like the earth shifting underneath your feet at all? Does it feel like you can feel the ground shifting underneath the feet of your church family? It could feel very honest, refreshing, relieving, or it could feel very sad, very anxious, scary, and heavy to hear all of these in one sitting. Or maybe you'd say it's both, like all at the same time. It might make you feel farther from God or closer to God. It might make you feel farther from your church family or closer to your church family to hear these. So before moving on, I just want to give you a minute to breathe, to look around you. If the earth feels like it's moving, slow your breathing, be reminded of love, be reminded of God's presence, be reminded that each and every person, as they come with all of their unique, who they are and coming from their diverse place in this world, they are leaning into loving God and neighbor. And so I want to invite you to do a check-in with yourself. This was a discussion question in our gathering. How does hearing all of these doubts affect your body? How does it affect you positively or negatively? Do you feel it as a, a swirling mind, a dry throat, a tight chest? Maybe you feel a lighter step, expanded lungs, ability to breathe. Do a little check-in. Resist the urge to respond to the doubts, to judge them, to try to answer them. Just pay attention, first of all, how, what does this do to your body? How do you feel this? When it feels like the earth is shifting underneath your feet, you might feel like you need a way to make everything secure and stable. Like, can't we just make all of the shifting stop? Oftentimes, we don't want things to shift. We don't want things to change. We don't want the ground under our feet to move. We want to maintain the status quo. 
Like, let's keep things the way they are. Let's maybe even go back to the way things were. Like, why all of this change? Let's keep things the way they've always been. Well, life on planet Earth is actually dependent on things shifting and changing. Scientists have discovered that life on planet Earth would not exist without tectonic shifts. Without tectonic shifts, without the Earth moving underneath our feet, we wouldn't have mountains and entire continents would just move underwater. Volcanoes would disappear. The carbon cycle would disappear. Life on planet Earth would unravel and die out. We need the ground under our feet to move. So if life is constantly shifting, then what kind of faith is needed? Bible scholar Tim Gettert points out that what we need is not a rigid faith of certitude, but what he calls an earthquake-ready faith. So what might an earthquake-ready faith look like? Well, around the world, architects have figured out that it doesn't work to build <coughs> more rigidly. The way to prepare for an earthquake is not to simply pour more concrete into your foundation. More stone, more structure, more rigidity. Even though that's exactly what you feel like you need when the earth is moving under your feet, it feels like you need stability and security. But earthquakes just break giant stone and concrete structures into pieces. The more set in stone they are, the harder they fall. What actually works for earthquakes, for the earth moving under your feet, isn't rigidity. It's flexibility. The Yokohama landmark tower, <coughs> which has survived 73 earthquakes of a magnitude of, I believe it's four or better, just this past year, it's built in one of the most earthquake-prone areas on Earth. It's the second or third tall, tallest building in Japan. It's 972 feet, and instead of its foundation being fixed and rigid with, you know, pouring hundreds of thousands of yards of concrete, <coughs> the entire building sits on top of rollers. So when earthquakes happen, the entire tower moves with the earth, and Instead of shaking and vibrating and shattering and breaking apart, it rocks and rolls. It moves. But it isn't just the Yokohama Tower. It's towers all around the world. Architects have figured out that if the earth under your feet is moving, you need a foundation that is both solidly connected to the earth and flexible, able to rock and roll with the movement, with the shifts. 
And that image captures what I hope this series can help us do with our faith and with our doubts. Because the nature of the material can feel so vulnerable, I'm going to try to wrap in some exercises that give you some real opportunities to feel close to God, more intimate. But on the other hand, we're not just going to pour a bunch of concrete certitude over top of all the doubts that were expressed. My goal is not to help you build up your rigidity so that at the end of the series you can just say, oh, well now I have the one right answer to every question. The, a way to say this is, like, is it more faithful to live with unquestionable answers or unanswerable questions? So as we explore perspectives and angles to your doubts, my hope is that you begin to see a roundness to your doubts and questions to help you develop some rollers within the foundation of your faith to help you see, oh, there are more dimensions to this. There are more angles. There are more perspectives. Perhaps the way I ask the question Perhaps there are other ways to look at this, other ways to ask the question. I want to help the foundation of your faith become more flexible while maintaining that vital connection to God, to your foundation, so that you can be prepared to rock and roll through the unexpected and the expected seismic shifts without just shattering, breaking apart. Now, for some of you, your response might be like, um, how is it possible to build any kind of flexibility into our foundation when it comes to doubts? Because aren't faith and doubts opposite? Like, aren't they opposite ends of the spectrum from one another? So uh, if I'm going to talk about my doubts... Aren't I just showing people my lack of faith? And if you're going to talk about doubts, Aaron, like aren't you just opening Pandora's box by entertaining doubts? Isn't the only way to really have faith is to squelch the doubts, put them away, answer them away, get rid of them, right? Well, throughout this series, we'll be looking at numerous images in Scripture, stories in Scripture that show that doubt actually is not the opposite of faith. We'll be looking at stories where God encouraged doubt and celebrated people who explored their doubts and their questions, and they stayed with the worshiping community, and they stayed connected to God. So one of those stories, this comes from the Gospel of Matthew. We're just looking at one of them today. The Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 28, ends like this. After the resurrection of Jesus, an angel met the women disciples and told them to let the rest of the disciples know that Jesus was going ahead of them to Galilee and that they would see him there. And so it reads... The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. And when they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. 
Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. Notice that the disciples both worshipped and doubted, not one or the other, but both while looking the resurrected Jesus in the eye. Notice that faith and doubt aren't opposites. They are something that coexists. Austin Fisher says, People don't abandon faith because they have doubts. People abandon faith because they think they're not allowed to have doubts. Friedrich Buchner says, Doubts are the ants in the pants of faith. They keep it awake and moving. I am pretty sure that both faith and doubt are the experience of pretty much everyone who worships, if they're honest. We pray and we have questions. We're committed to the gathering, and we're not completely sure about everything. We lean into God, and we wonder why we're not experiencing God in the way we expect. We want to feel close, and we don't understand. The book of Jude says, Have compassion, have mercy on those who doubt. It doesn't say, you guys should be reprimanding them or trying to give them bulletproof answers. No, it says that what they need is compassion and mercy. Love is able to say something to doubt that really nothing else can say. And so I want to close today by offering a physical way of receiving the presence of Jesus and feeling your connection to the foundation. No one can lay any other foundation than the one already laid, Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians 3.11. And so we, we closed our gathering with the Lord's Supper, and I invite you to participate with us if you're listening online. I know it won't be the same, but... I invite you to hear this scripture and partake. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. He said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it. In remembrance of me, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Jesus serves the bread and the wine of forgiveness to disciples who don't have their act together. They're people who want to argue about who's the greatest, who's the most intelligent, who has the best answer, they are going to lash out at others with the sword, with violence. They're going to fall away. They're going to deny Jesus. They're going to betray Jesus. They're going to worship Jesus and doubt Jesus. Notice God's presence is not reserved for those who have their act together. It's not reserved for those who think they have unquestionable answers. 
God's presence is given to those of us who are living with unanswerable questions. Perhaps sometimes you feel like when you're coming to God or when you're coming to the Lord's Supper, it's like, I can't have any questions. I can't have any doubts. I'm supposed to be faith-filled and really worshiping. Well, I invite you to hold those doubts before God in this time. What is it that has rocked your faith the most? I want to invite you to receive the bread and receive the cup with those doubts and questions and those experiences firmly in your mind. And listen, what is the spirit of your creator speaking to your heart as you hold those doubts open before your creator and receive the bread and the cup? Thank you for joining us for a Sunday sermon from Neatart's Friends Church. We hope you'll join us soon for one of our in-person worship gatherings. For more information, hop on over to neatartsfriends.org. God's peace be with you, friends.